Well, hello, my friends. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located at 180 Hilton Road in Bremen, Georgia. It is one of the ministries that is offered on the Kingdom Rock Network. If you don't have the Kingdom Rock app, make sure you get it. You're missing so much. It's absolutely free. You can download it to your mobile device from the iTunes store or also from the Google Play Market. You can find out more information about the Kingdom Rock Network app at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. Get it today. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to start a whole new series. This series is entitled Operating in Authority. The title says it all. We're going to investigate the believer's rights and privileges in the kingdom of God and the authority that Jesus has given unto us. It's going to be an exciting series. And today you're going to hear part number one. All right, without any further ado, here comes the message entitled Operating in Authority, part number one, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. All right. Well, today I believe the Lord is willing for us to start another series, another series. And it is really my intent to go slowly. I want to go slow so that we will um, glean the rich word of God because there are a whole lot, there's a whole lot of concepts and, uh, that you have to get. We're going to be climbing up some stairs. And it also feels like uh, for, for a lot of it, it, it really today, it really feels like we're going to be starting, start to watch a movie in the middle of it. And then we'll go back to the beginning of it. And then we go to the end. And then we go back to the beginning. Then we go to the beginning. And we're going to be hitting all around this to get a good understanding. Amen? Amen? I would love to start at the beginning, but I hear today, Brother Robbie, for me to start here at the middle. And the middle is exciting. It's incredibly exciting. So I will contain, I will attempt to contain myself and bring you the rich word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. I'm so thankful that all of you are here today. Well, um, let's start here. Uh, go ahead and get two verses. I want you to get two verses in your Bibles, your Kindles, your iPhones, iPads, whatever you got. And go to uh, Luke 10, verse 19. And we're also going to look at Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. Now, this series has to do with operating in authority operating in authority. Let me tell you now, you are not a punching bag. You are not a punching bag. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You have authority. Now, let me say this. The Bible declares there in the book of John, um, John the third chapter, the Lord said, unless you are born again, talking to Nicodemus, unless you are born again, you can't understand the kingdom of God. You can't see it either. You must be born again. So this series has a qualifier on it. You must be born again in order to understand it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as you are born again, uh, I want you to pray and ask the Lord to give you the full revelation and understanding about operating in authority. Amen. 
Okay? Now, I pray that you won't leave any food on the table. That is, after you've heard the message today, uh, grab a CD and hear it again. Go online and hear it again. Don't leave any food on the table. You're going to need every bit of this food. Okay? All right. That is, those are my disclaimers there. And last, I need you to pray with me. I need you to pray with me that the fullness of this word comes to you. I need you to pray every day, every week, consistently, that you would receive the fullness of this word that God has for you. As we said before, you actually, the congregation, you actually hold the controls to the flow of the word. Remember, there are many cases in Scripture where Paul tells uh, the church, he said, hey, by now you should have been teachers, but I have to go back and feed you with milk because you haven't exercised what you've been receiving. He said, I, I want to show you so many more things. I really want to show you even the deep things of God, but I can't. So the people controlled the flow of the word. Just like mamas, you know, if the children, when they come up to the table, you know, if daddy hadn't fed them outside somewhere, when they come in to the table, if they're hungry, if they're consistently hungry, you're going to make more. Right? Amen. But if they come to the table and they mess around in the food, you're going to be hesitant to make a lot. Amen. You'll make a little. In other words, you, even you as mamas, will feed according to their hunger level. You know how much your family can eat. Amen. You're not going to go out and buy a 100-pound bag of potatoes when you know your family only eats about four or five of them. You will feed according to the hunger level. Okay? Even the Lord Jesus, uh, when he fed the 5,000 fishes and loaves, I mean, Lord Jesus, help us. When he fed the 5,000 people, 5,000 men, not including the women and children, right? That's creative, isn't it? See, I told you you need to pray with me, didn't I? When he fed them, everybody was full. Did he just leave the fragments on the ground? No, he gathered them up. He's a God of abundance, but he is not wasteful. He's not wasteful. Okay? So he will fill you full if you would like him to. Okay? But he will not be wasteful. That's why the Lord Jesus also told the disciples, cast not your pearls before swine. If they don't want it, don't cast it. He knows everything and can do everything and can do anything. But if it's not wanted, he will not release it. Okay, just like even in his own hometown of Nazareth. Did he have all power? Absolutely. Did he do anything there? No. Why? Because of their unbelief. He's not going to release it. If you don't want, if you're not hungry, he's not going to release it. So you must be hungry. Okay, so this is, this is just not dependent upon the pastor to get in the presence of God and to receive the food. You're going to have to pray as well. Amen? All right, so those are my disclaimers before the beginning of this series. All right, those two scriptures we actually look at as we talk about authority. Luke, 9, Luke 10, verse 19 says this, out of the King James Version. Both will be out of the King James Version. Listen to what it says, Luke 10, 19. The Lord says, Behold, I give unto you what? Power. Uh, the King James Version says power. 
But the word power does translate to authority. Are you hearing? Behold, I give unto you power or authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over how much power of the enemy? Over how much power of the enemy? Over how much power of the enemy? All. The Lord Jesus said, I've given you power or I've given you authority over all the power or the authority of your enemy. Are you hearing? Amen. Over the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, how many people, now we know the Lord's not talking about nothing's going to, nobody's going to hurt you. How many people have been hurt even in church before? Amen. As you've been walking on the Lord's assignment, right? Amen. You've been doing the things that you knew to do and folk hurt you. So he's not talking about, and we know that many Christians were thrown to the lions, drawn and quartered. So he's not talking about that. Are you hearing? But he's saying nothing's going to hinder you um, from completing your assignment. Are you hearing today? He said, I have given you power. I have given you authority over all the authority or over all the power of the enemy. You are not a punching bag. You don't have to sit there and take attacks of the enemy. You can fight back. Are you hearing? You can fight back. As a matter of fact, the Bible declares in the book of James, I believe the fourth chapter, he says, he said, submit yourselves therefore unto God then what? Resist the enemy and he will do what? He will flee from you. The word flee there means to run in terror. The enemy should be running in terror from you. When he thinks about you, he should think two, four, five, 12, 13 times before he even comes to your door. I remember the last time I came to them. I remember the last time I was walking real good. Now I'm limping after I left their house. It's time for you to put something on the devil that he can't take off. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's time out for saints always talking about the devil is on me. The devil this. If he's on you, get him off of you. Praise the Lord. It's time to get them off. The only reason that we do not do this is one reason is because we do not know the authority that we possess in Christ Jesus. We have not walked in that authority. Ignorance sometimes can be bliss, but ignorance can also hurt you because you don't know. Are you hearing? So we know already. Now we're going to rehearse these verses every week. The Lord said here again, I've given you power over all the power or the authority of the enemy, over all of it. In other words, there is no form of power, there's no form of authority that is in the satanic kingdom, in the kingdom of darkness, that you do not have power over. Your power is greater. The power that Jesus has given unto you is greater than every bit of power in the devil's kingdom. Now, I love the way the Lord said power of the enemy over all the power of the enemy. Whatever is coming against you or after you, 
whether it's sickness, whether it's disease, whether it, whether it is poverty, whether it, whether it is lack, whatever your enemy is, Jesus said, I've already given you power over that. I've already given you authority over that. Now, what we have to do is choose to believe what Jesus said and walk in it. Regardless of how it looks, you say, Lord, I got authority over it, but it's still the same. Regardless of, of how it looks, you have to know, you have to walk in certainty and, of, and in um, being secure in the knowledge of that you have the authority over this. Amen. Now, Amen. demonic spirits or fallen angels are like, or we can say, um, like little children at times. As mommies and daddies, you have power over that. But the children can sometimes be rebellious. Think about a two or three-year-old. Sit down. No. Sit down. No. Sit down. No. Eat your peas. No. No. Until you apply other methods, time out or whatever you want to do. You have the authority. Amen. One of the saddest sights I, I, I have witnessed is when people in Walmart and their children, grown children, maybe 13, 14, cussing mama and daddy out, cussing mama out. My God, that's out of order. And you know what I'm talking about. That's out of order. Praise Jesus. But so even though you have authority, Many times you're going to have to exert your authority. Even though the policeman has authority and he wears a badge and he wears a gun, sometimes he still has to wrestle the criminal to the ground. He still has to handcuff him. Sometimes you got to put your hand on the enemy. So even though uh, we can say, um, you know, even though you have the authority, you're still going to have to force it. You're going to have to press it. Okay, we gave the example before about, uh, let's say if you owned a house in New York and you, you, you lived here in Georgia and you were going to go up there to New York to inspect your property and there was someone living in your house. They were squatting on your house. <laughs> Sounds odd. They were there in your house. Okay, what now? That, thank you, squatting in your house. Praise Jesus. They're in your house. You own it. You have the deed. It is your house. You go to the door, use your key, go inside, and you see them there, and you say, you've got to go. This is my house. I didn't invite you. You've got to go. They say, no, we're not going anywhere. Now, you can choose to stand there and wrestle with them and fight them and try to kick them and all that, or you can do what I would do. You don't want to leave? No. Okay, simply turn around, lock the door back, get on your cell phone, 911. I'm calling for some backup. Someone that has some authority on his side that can go in and cast these out. I'm not gonna wrestle with you, I'm gonna use my authority. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, some of us would say, some of many of the Christians that I know would see them in the house and say, I want you to go. No. Mm. Really? 
but this is my house. No, we're not going anywhere. Oh. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. Turn to your name and tell them that should not be you. When you know what your rights are. Now listen, you can't enforce something when you don't know what your rights are. Are you hearing? So here again, the Lord said, I give you all power. I have given to you. He said, behold, I give unto you the power, power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And we'll look at this later. And over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. It will not deter you from completing your assignment. Now let's go to uh, Matthew 28. Are you there already? This is also very powerful. Now we're just warming up. Haven't really started yet. Matthew 28, verse 16. And the Bible says here, then the 11, are you there? Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, now of course this is after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some what? But some doubted. Here is a risen Lord. They saw him die. And now he is risen, standing in front of them. And some of them still doubted. Okay, which is the state of many in the church today. Some will see Jesus, see his word, hear the word, and still doubt it. And will not walk into the fullness of what God has for them. I pray that that will not be you. Are you hearing? So, and some doubt it. Now listen to verse number 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Say, all power. All power. power. Now it says, all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. There is nowhere on this earth or in the heavenlies that Jesus Christ does not have power and dominion. He has supreme power, and we're going to see this even further on. Now, this is important when we talk about authority, because understand, your authority is limited to the one who gives authority to you. Okay? Let's, let's talk about the food bank over there. We like talking about the food bank. Let's say for a moment that... Um, James, yes, yes, uh, Brother James here. Let's say for a moment, Brother James has been assigned to work on the bread line. He's about to give bread out to the people, okay? Let's say he's been promoted to supervisor over the bread line. He is now the supervisor over the bread line. And his responsibility is to make sure that his staff of two, three, four, five people, his staff is is um, ready to release bread to the people when they go by. His assignment is to make sure that everybody receives three loaves of bread. So he's back there. He's standing back. He is in a supervisory position. As a matter of fact, come on up here, James. Come on quickly, 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 quickly. Stand right here. Stand right on top step there. Thank you very much. 
Now, who is helping James? Who are the three people that are helping James on the bread line? Come on, quickly, quick, quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, quickly, quickly, quickly. I mean, I mean I, oh, thank you. I need some volunteers to help. Don't leave him hanging. There are three. I need one more person who is volunteering, all right, to help him on the bread line. Now, you're facing out there, okay? You, you have facing out there, and these are his volunteers on the bread line. Aren't they lovely? All right, so James has the responsibility of monitoring his line. His job is to give out bread on the bread line. Now, he has been authorized by um, his supervisor, um, Sister Angie. Sister Angie, come on up here. You're going to be James's. You are the food line. Sister Angie oversees not only the bread, but also the meats and the frozen goods. So you stand up here in the higher place, would you? All right, so she is standing in, uh, you have to bend down a little bit. <laughs> she is standing in a higher place now. She is over James, you see that? All right, so he's responsible for giving, telling his staff to give out three loaves of bread to the people. And you have, Angie has given them the responsibility. Uh, she's given him the number, right? All right. All right, now, as we're here on the bread line, somebody comes to, let me see here. <laughs> Who's gonna be disobedient today? <laughs> okay, Connie, she looks like she is. And so someone comes to Connie and sees the bread. Now, you, you guys are busy now, don't just look. So you hand out your bread, you hand out your bread. All right, there we go, there we go, they, they're busy. And they come over to Connie and say, I know you're giving three, but I really need 10. Can I get 10? I don't think so. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm sure she would say that. But today she's a bit disobedient. And she's going to overstep oh, her authority. Oh, I'm gonna get sugar okay. pie. Okay, what now? Absolutely, sugar pie. All right, there we go. So Connie is giving away 10 loaves of bread. Now, she only had authority to give away three, right? Bless her Lord. Oh, she's getting in the freezer, not getting the bread. All right, so she has authority to give away three. Now, does she have authority to give away three? I mean, uh, 10? No, she has authority to give away what? Three. Now. Does James have the authority to give away 10? No. no. He has the only authority to, he's only authorized to give away how many? Three. Three. Now, if his higher up, the one, the big person on campus, what are you going to, the boss lady here, can she say give 10? Yes. Absolutely, because she's in charge of the whole process, right? So she can um, authorize that to happen. All right, but he is held by what she said, by her, by her authority, okay? Connie is held by his authority, all right? Now, she can only move within three because that's all she has the power to do, all right? So what I wanna say this, I thank you ladies, thank you all, now you stay here, James. Give them a hand, thank you very much, thank you. All right, now. You are restricted to what you can do because of the person that's over you that gives you authority. 
okay? He's restricted. He can only do the three, okay? Now, I say that to say this. Jesus has given you authority. He is not restricted. He has all power, all authority. So therefore, his authority is not restricted. Are you hearing? Does that make sense to you? Thank you, James. So uh, your authority, the amount of the authority that you have is always based upon the one who gives it to you. Amen. Always based upon the one who gives it to you. So Jesus said, I've given you authority. Well, how much authority do you have, Lord, especially here in the earth? He said, I've got all of it. He said, all power. Look at that again. Verse number, uh, let's, verse number 18. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now, we need the power of God in both those realms. In both realms. But let's look here right now. We live on earth, right? So the Lord said, I've got all power, all authority in the earth realm. And then he said, I've got all power, all authority in the heavenly realm. He's got it all. So he's the one who has granted you authority. So if we say, the devil's on me, the devil, I can't get him out of my car, I can't get him out of my house, I can't get him this and that and the other, the Lord looks at you and say, what? I've given you, I've already granted you authority over this. So anywhere the devil is there illegally, and everywhere he is, he's there illegally, you have the authority to deal with him and to cast him out. You don't have to be a punching bag. You don't have to take this. Are you hearing so he says here, after he tells them that I have all power in heaven and in earth, then he says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world or the age. Amen. So the one that has given you all power or authority in his name is also with you. So if we go back to the, uh, the food line situation, the middle person is taken away. We see Connie and we see uh, Deaconess, we see Gwen right there, Minister Tanner, we see them there, and uh, James is here. But in this situation, James is taken out of the picture and Angie's not standing up high, she's actually right down here with them. Right down here with them. So that when a need arises, when they need more authority, all they have to do is whisper to the one that's on side of them who has all the authority. They've requested 10. Can I give 10? I empower you to give 10. They've requested 30. I empower you to give 30. Their authority is limitless because he not only gave them authority, he's also standing with them in all his authority. Do you understand? Do you get that? So if you need more, all you need to do is ask the one who's standing with you. He said, I never leave you nor forsake you. He says here, and lo, I'm with you always. Meaning I am never going to leave you. He has supreme authority and he has given you that authority. Are you hearing? Now, 
We said all that to go, let's go to Ephesians, the first chapter, Ephesians 1. Now we're about to get a little heady. I think I've got a, I think we can go just a little bit longer. Y'all still with me today? I want you to see something. Since we do not have an evening service, I would almost stop there. Yeah, don't put it past me. I would almost stop right there and conclude for, conclude for the day before I get into this next part. But you need to have that so that you can get this. Are you all ready? Are you still hungry? Ephesians 1, I want to show you just a little bit of this today, and we're going to pick up the rest next time, the Lord willing. Ephesians 1, verse number 1 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath what? Blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children, by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure, according to the good pleasure of his will. Our verse 6, uh, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Now, all that makes perfect sense to me. Oh, and it's great. Now, I want to show you what it actually means and what it means to you. Now, let me back up for a moment and give you the definition of authority. Authority means the power to determine. The power to determine. It means um, also the power to settle issues. It can also be determined or viewed as jurisdiction. I love this, it also means the power to control. The power to demand the power to control, the power to demand, the power to get something done. So when the Lord gives you authority, he's given you the power to control, power to demand. Um, he's given you uh, the, the right to have jurisdiction. And in your area, you have a, all of us are called to a kingdom. That's why the Lord calls us kings and priests. We're called to our own territory, okay? Like your home is your territory. I may run my house a certain way, but when I come to your house, if you don't want to run your house that way, then I can't come in and tell you how to run your house unless you allow me to do so. Right? If you take off your shoes when you come in the front door and put your shoes right there by the door, but at my house, we just walk all over the, all over the place with our shoes on. That's how we do it at my house. But if you say here in my house, I have white carpet everywhere and I want your shoes off. But I got muddy feet. Anyway, you, you'll get it next time. Uh, but anyway, so you, I can't tell you what to do in your house. 
okay, unless you give me the authority to speak. Right? All right. The Lord has given us all authority. We all have authority. We all have a jurisdiction. All of us have a territory. Now, the Lord can expand your territory. Prayer of Jabez, right? He can expand your coast, expand your influence. And many others have expansive influence that they have received from the Lord to give. Now, the Bible declares that all authority is ordained of God. All those that are in authority are ordained of God. We'll look at that in Romans 13, I believe. But we have all been given authority, all been given a territory. Now, how you rule over your territory will determine whether you receive more territory or more influence or more authority. Right? If you do well here, if you're faithful over little, the Lord said, I'll make you ruler over much. Okay? Now, the ladies on the food line are limited. They are limited in authority, limited in human authority. They do well where they are, make themselves faithful where they are, then they can be promoted to the next level. I'm giving a good example, Sister April, faithful there in the payroll department. Now she's promoted to human resources. She was faithful there, and now she's the human resources director. Right? All right, and now as as she was promoted, her authority has expanded. Okay? Now that's very important for you. Because there are some things that won't quite remove until your authority is expanded. Hallelujah. All right, let's look at this. He says in verse number three, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us. Now, just for a moment, I want you just to forget about uh, what's after the us. What's that? I don't want you to see with all spiritual blessings in heaven places right now. All I want you to focus on right now is that God hath blessed you. Now, hath is what? What, what tense? It is what? It is past tense, right? He has already done this. Now, go with me for a second. The term hath blessed in the, uh, in the Greek is actually the word uh, eulageo. Eulageo. Say eulageo. eulageo. You speak in Greek. I love you. And that is a verb, which is an action word. Now, please go with me. Hulageo. So it says that uh, the Father, blessed be the, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the word blessed. Now you're going to see the word blessed three times in this verse. First one, you see blessed, and then you see have blessed, and then you see um, uh, with all spiritual blessings. Okay. Now the root meaning of the word blessed means to praise. Okay, root meaning to praise. Okay, so you can, uh, bless means praise, but there is also a deeper meaning, especially when you go into the Greek uh, word, when you deal with um, uh, hermeneutics. We don't just go into the dictionary because man changes the meanings of words all the time, right? It used to be some time ago that bad meant bad. But as the culture changes, now bad means good. Right? The word tight uh, used to mean that, hey, this thing is suffocating me. This is too tight. But now tight is a compliment. That outfit is tight. It's tight. It's tight. The word raw used to, mean, uh, used to be talking about food. But a few years ago, at least, now it means a compliment. That outfit is raw, man. It is raw. It is raw. 
okay? So the dictionary changes the definition of words based on the culture. So when you're studying the Bible, you don't always want to get your definitions from the dictionary. You want to get, you want to go back to the Greek or the Hebrew meaning of the words to help unpack the verse. Okay, dictionary can be helpful. It can be helpful. Don't get me wrong, it can be helpful, but that is not the final authority on it. Amen. All right, let me, give me five more minutes so that I'll let you go, okay? Are you, are you still here? Amen. It says, who hath blessed us, or eulageo, he has eulageo us. Now, what does eulageo mean? Of course, it does mean to praise, okay? But there's a deeper meaning in that. So the, the first verse, verse three starts off saying, Blessed be God, or praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We praise him. Why are we praising him? Who hath blessed us. Now, we wouldn't interpret the word praise here. We, we would not um, um, interpret uh, Hulageo as praise here. He's not praising us. But something else is happening here. Hulageo also means uh, to invoke blessings. To invoke blessings. Hulageo also means to uh, pronounce a consecratory uh, a blessing on, to make or declare sacred. I love this. It means to admit or ordain to a sacred office. Are you hearing? Amen. The word blessed here also means to transfer a benefit, to transfer a benefit, to bestow honor, favor, or approval on to come, uh, rather to cause to prosper. Now, I need someone else. Come on up, Brother Parnell. You're looking at me, so you come on. <laughs> I know everybody should be right. I'm right here, right here with the microphone, right? All right, come on, stand right here. I am about to, uh, you can turn to the side, yeah. Now, look, look what happens there. It says, praise be or blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath. Now, who is doing the blessing here? God the Father, right? Who is doing the blessing? All right. Who is bestowing the eulageo? God. All right. Supreme being. The source of everything. Okay. Now, who is the us? It's talking about us, the body of Christ, those of us who are born again. Okay? So here is something that God the Father is about to hulageo the body of Christ. Okay? Are you still with me? Amen. Now, here again, hulageo means to invoke, uh, the word invoke means to call upon, to call upon a blessing. The Father is about to call upon a blessing. Now, here is God Almighty about to call upon a blessing. Now, when he says us, you need to say he's talking about me. All right. This is what already has happened. It, is hap it happened when God raised Jesus from the dead. This has already happened. Here again, I told you we're going to be starting somewhere in the middle of the movie. This has already happened. If nothing else, the verse tells you, the verse tells you who hath blessed. It has already happened. So I'm telling you something that has already taken place. I told you before, ignorance 
sometimes can be bliss, but ignorance can also hurt you because you don't understand it and you don't, you're not aware of it. I'm telling you about something that has already happened to you. If you're a member of the body of Christ, if you're born again, this ceremony has already happened. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. Let's go a little bit deeper. God the Father has eulogio. That is, he has, he has consecrated a blessing or uh, he has declared sacred. He has declared you sacred. He has admitted or ordained you for a sacred office already, okay? He has transferred a benefit to you. Let's look at that transfer benefit to you. If I had $5 right now, my, I don't have my wallet right now, so praise God, but I'm, I know I do have $5. <laughs> Let's say for a moment I have $5 in my hand. I would say, we would say in our terminology here, Brother Parnell, I want to bless you with $5. You see his hands already out. Right? I am transferring this five into his hand. Now he has been what? Now he has been blessed. A blessing that I held, I now transferred to him. And now he holds the blessing. Okay? Now, look at this. God hath blessed us. He has hulagailed us. In other words, he has transferred a blessing to you. He has, or he has bestowed honor and favor and approval on you. And I want you to see that for a moment. He has admitted you uh, to an office. In other words, he has allowed you to do something. Now, we don't know what the something is yet. We're going to see this. Okay? But all you know right now... <laughs> is that he has blessed. Now, in the scripture, whenever someone blesses someone, they can do it, they do it verbally and often with a hand. I bless you in Jesus' name. The blessing of the Father is conferred upon the children. I bless you in Jesus' name. So here is God now coming to you. This has already happened. And he is eulogio youing you. Are you hearing? He is conferring something on you. Now, what is he conferring? Somebody asked, what is God conferring on me? I'm glad you asked. What, is, what did he give me? What did he bless me with? You need to ask that question. What did God bless me with? He has already blessed you. He's already transferred something to you. He's already ordained you to do something. The question would be, what has he blessed me with? Let's look at the next, next part. It says, with what? With all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Well, what does that mean? Give Parnell a hand. Thank you, Parnell. I'm trying to wrap this thing, but I still feel there's a little bit of hunger here, so we're going just a little bit further. He has already blessed you with what? All spiritual blessings. Now, first of all, you got to know when the word all is used, that means that there's more than one. He didn't say he's given you, he has blessed you with many. He said all. First of all, God has given you all spiritual blessings. Isn't that powerful? Now, the question is, okay, great. Hallelujah. What does that mean to me? Well, see, unless you go back into the Greek again, you won't understand fully what this means. 
He said he's blessed you with all spiritual. Now, spiritual, of course, means not temporal, not earthly, but the spiritual thing is the real thing that has an impact in the natural. So this is something that is eternal. That is, this will not be taken away. This is an eternal blessing, a spiritual blessing that will not be taken away. Now listen, he said, with all spiritual blessings. Now the word blessings here, the word blessings here means, uh, this Greek word is eulagia. Eulagia. Here is, this is another Greek word, not the same Greek word. Remember the first word was what? Eulageo. This is eulagia. And eulagia means, here again, here again, it all blessings means praise, but it goes deeper than that. When you find out what the meaning of eulagia is, you'll know what God has really blessed you with. Now, you can't walk in something if you don't understand it. This is something that has already happened to you. I'm trying to get it, Lord. I'm trying. This is something that has already happened to you. Already done. The Father has already transferred this to you. Transfer what? All spiritual blessings to me. Now this, as it goes, now I'm really landing this thing. As we're talking about authority, God has already done this thing to you. Already done it. Now, what does um, eulagia mean? Eulagia means, of course, like you said, praise, but it means fine discourse. It means polished language. It means fair speech. It means ele elegance of language. Look it up yourself. He has blessed you with the ability to speak with elo eloquence. He has blessed you with fair speech. Huh? Well, what, do you, what do you mean? He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings or all spiritual fair speech all elegant speech where in heavenly places where in Christ Jesus now the word in there in Christ Jesus the word in is also translated by through and with that is with Christ Jesus or in Christ Jesus or by Christ Jesus I have an elegant speech or I have fair speech, I have, a, um, I have a polished language in heavenly places. Now, what does that mean? I'm so glad. You ready to wrap it up now? Because I want to tell you. I really want to tell you. <laughs> heavenly places. That is, all the atmospheres of heaven, God has given you the ability to speak to speak with elegance, to speak with a fair speech. Now, why is that important? Here again, he's giving you, look at this again, all spiritual blessings. You see that S on blessings? Now, we know blessings here talks about a language, so you are multilingual. There are many different languages in the heavenlies. Many different languages are spoken in the heavenlies. Now, why is that important? Because we go over, matter of fact, let's go ahead and go. Uh, look at uh, Ephesians 2. We'll go right to it. Verse 6, we'll have to come back to this next time. Verse 6 says, Ephesians 2, verse 6, And hath raised us up together and made us sit together 
in heaven in where heavenly places in Christ Jesus now same heavenly places now we are sitting with supreme power we are sitting with him now Christ sits on a throne which means that he is the high judge if you think about a, a council chamber, you see all the people there, you see the chairman sitting in the biggest chair, right? And you see all the other council members sitting on his left and, and on his right side. They are there to enforce laws or to pass laws to make decrees and make decisions. They have a voice. They have a language. They have a speech. Jesus said, uh, the Father hath bestowed upon the body of Christ, us, upon us, the ability to speak through Christ with an eloquent language as you sit by Christ, with Christ, in Christ, and declare, uh, declare unto the regions that are there. Now that's gonna make more sense to you as you understand what we are reigning and ruling over. One of those things that we're reigning and ruling over, you'll find there in, look back at Ephesians 1 and look at verse 20. It says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand, where? In heavenly places. Where is that? Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Meaning here again, this authority will never be quenched. The Father has released to you an authority. Authority to speak over your adversaries, authority to speak over the enemy, and to decree and to pass judgments. Now, here again, your authority is limited to the one that you sit with. That's why in the courts of man, there are higher courts. The, a higher court than, than the, the regular lower court here, you know, they can appeal. They got a decision, then they can appeal it to a higher court. And they can appeal it to a higher court till it comes up to the supreme court, and that cannot be overturned. You're, you're not sitting on a small court. You're sitting in the supreme court of the universe. And God has given you the ability to speak, to judicate. He's given you the uh, ability to declare, to command. He's given you, remember authority means power. He's given you that to speak. Where are you speaking? You're speaking from a seated position with Christ, who's at the right hand of God the Father. We are sitting with God Almighty in Christ, with Christ, and through Christ. And now we have an elegant speech to declare and to speak and to, um, to declare judgment or to declare different things as we're here in heavenly places. You're right now seated on earth. Yes, you are. But in Christ, you're also seated right there on the Supreme Court, which means you have the ability to speak over a situation, to declare healed, to declare delivered, to declare loosed, to declare you have the ability now to decree a thing and it will be established if you only believe it. And if you walk in it, remember he said, in Christ, that is in faith and through faith, you've got to believe this. God has already granted you the ability to speak in heavenly places. He's granted you the ability to speak multi-languages in heavenly places. Because every different trial or tribulation or different spirit or different situation, they all have different languages.
And the Lord said, I'll give you the ability to speak into that thing, to speak into that thing that is tormenting you. I've given you the ability to speak into it and declare it to stop, to cease. I've given you the ability, the language. I've given you the authority to cast that away so that you won't be a punching bag. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We'll stop right there in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you praise. Thank you, Lord. I know it's a bit heady, but this is why you're going to have to hear it again. This is why you're going to have to be like the Bereans and seek the matter out yourself and see what God has given unto you. If we are defeated in life, it is not because God did not give you the authority. It is because we neglected to use it. Now, we didn't even scratch the surface of what God has given you. Have not even scratched the surface of it. There is so much more that I desire to show you that is already written about you in your Bible that God has already said. He has already declared it. He has already put his hand on you and said it has been done. We have to come into the knowledge of it and have faith in it and walk in the thing and we will see it come to pass. Are you hearing? We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.